Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. Are you looking for a way to reconnect with your family? Engage in a very special way with your spouse? Well, I'm hoping you'll join me for a one-week adventure to the Alaskan frontier. June 30th through July 7th of 2012, the refreshing Insight for Living Cruise Conference to Alaska. There's fun activities planned for every member of the family, on the ship and on the shore. Space is limited, so make your reservation today. The theme, Cultivating Your Family's Pioneer Spirit. We'll sing together and study God's Word together. We'll enjoy a lot of laughter. And of course, we'll explore the majestic beauty of God's creation. The Insight for Living Summer Cruise to Alaska. For more information or to request a brochure, call 1-888-447-0444. That's 1-888-447-0444. Or online, insight.org slash events. The pleasure of the cruise will last a full week, but the pleasant memories will last a lifetime. The Insight for Living Tour to Alaska is paid for and made possible by only those who choose to attend. Today on Insight for Living... Do you want knowledge and wisdom and understanding? Then first of all, you must be in the Lord. Because Psalm 127.1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the labor is in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city then we keep awake in vain if the Lord isn't restoring the home that is if he isn't the Lord of your life then believe me working longer won't do it if you've ever built your own home you know the importance of drafting meticulous plans not something sketched on the back of a napkin now, when you're constructing walls, choosing dimensions, and calculating costs for your dream home, you need a talented architect with an excellent track record for success. Well, today on Insight for Living, you'll hear the first message in Chuck Swindoll's classic series on marriage called Strike the Original Match. As you just heard Chuck mention a moment ago, unless the Lord builds a house, our labor is in vain. For that reason, Chuck has titled today's message, Let's consult the architect. Proverbs 24, 3 and 4 will become in days to come the foundation verse for this whole series. We'll call it our home base, our headquarters. We'll refer to it perhaps in every one of the messages we bring. By wisdom a house is built. By understanding, it is established, and by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Before we really dig into the verse, I want you to notice with me a couple of things it is not talking about. First of all, it is not talking about things, material things, such as a new house or appointments that are added to a home. It's not talking about physical decorations that we place in a home, important though they are. But in comparison to what this is talking about, they are insignificant. So the real answer, according to Solomon and according to God, who would validate everything Solomon has written, the real answer does not rest in what we possess, but in what we are. 
Your marriage will not be strong because of what you have. It will be strong because of what you are. I notice also that uh, it does not even mention people. You notice that about these two verses? A house is built, it's established, the rooms are filled. So the answer is not another mate. How weary of the idea, which is so shallow in our day. My answer is another mate. And the problem is you carry with you all of the anchors into the next one that you have now sunk in this one. Now listen carefully to what it is saying. First of all, there are three main phrases in this passage. By wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, a house is established. By knowledge, a house is filled. Three main phrases. Look carefully at the verbs. Built, established, filled. These are the three major terms involved in remodeling. Building, establishing, filling. Let's dig into them for a moment. The word built comes from the Hebrew word that means to restore. It means to rebuild something so that it flourishes. Now look at the next phrase. It is established. This Hebrew word means to set in order something that is cluttered. It means to stand upright something that has fallen. By wisdom, a home is restored. By understanding, it is corrected. It is set right. It is made full. And that's the third phrase. It is filled. This word means filled to overflowing. It is used to describe the giving of godly people in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, where it says their vats will be filled to overflowing, as will their barns. And I want you to observe, it says those rooms can be filled with precious and pleasant riches. What does that mean? It means the things that won't burn up when a fire strikes. And I'm saying when we come back to our driveway this afternoon and look at it's been burnt, we will have lost nothing of our riches. But you see, man has turned it the other way. Man has put everything into things. But misery just increases as our rooms remain empty from the riches. God says, by wisdom it can be restored. By understanding, it can be set right. By knowledge, those rooms can have those qualities that will never burn up. I want to show you how sinful people, by the grace of God, can live in the same kind of harmony Adam and Eve lived in, even with the presence of sin and failure. But let me show you something about it. First of all, it will take wisdom. This is a God-given skill, as is understanding, as is knowledge. But the word wisdom means seeing with discernment. It's the idea of seeing a broad picture of something. Seeing myself with discernment. Seeing my mate with discernment. Seeing my children the same way. 
I want you to know that with wisdom, you can restore your home. Discernment stresses accuracy of focus. The quality of discernment is so rare in homes today that people are putting out surface fires day and night rather than dealing wisely with those skirmishes and those fires. We'll talk more about how to implement them in days to come, but just put it in your head for the time being. That which brings a flourishing restoration is wisdom. Now, second, by understanding that home of yours is established. I have wrestled with the word understanding time and again, especially during the last week or two, because it is used with so many garments. It's clothed with so many phrases in the Bible that it's hard to pin it down. But just so we have a, a hanger to think on, let's think of it as Responding with insight. Wisdom is seeing with discernment. Understanding is the second part of that. Having seen, then I respond with a depth of insight. In other words, an irritation that I would normally take personally, I don't take personally any longer. In other words, a conflict that comes that cuts into my plan and irritates me on the surface will not irritate me on the surface if I have wisdom and understanding. I will see it as God sees it as good for me or necessary for me at this time. And now the third, by the way, when you have that, you will find your home correcting itself. It's remarkable. Let me pause and say something here. In the raising of our children, when we first started, I was the world's worst example, or almost. Uh, like everybody else, I was determined to raise mine as I was raised. That meant that I looked upon every child as, as like me. Can you imagine a more miserable home situation than a, children, a group of children like me all the way through? But they're not. As a matter of fact, our firstborn was very much like his mother. I see it more every day. He is, in so many ways, a replica of his mother. And I never saw that. I thought of him as like me. And God blessed our home in that he wasn't like me. <laughs> but I didn't see that. So all of my dealings were as if I had been in his shoes. I wasn't in his shoes. He was a small replica of his mom. And along came a second child who was... <laughs> different from both of us. And I couldn't put her in a mold, but I still thought, well, she's probably just like me. And that was the worst concept I could have ever applied to her. She's artistic. <laughs> Man, I'm not artistic. My horses look like giraffes. Can't draw. I don't see beauty in a lot of things that artistic people see. I appreciate the fact that they do. And she was quiet. And you may not know it, but I'm not quiet. <laughs> and on and on and on. Now, what does it mean? It means that I began to see that there has to be another way of looking at this scene. And you know what I learned? I learned if it works for children, <laughs> it works for wives. And my wife wasn't like me. So many different things about her that began to be a study, not a threat, 
but an eye-opening experience as I began to pour over her life with intelligent observation until I began to discover there is a depth there I've never seen before. She's not designed just for me. She is a person with needs, etc., etc., etc. And you know what? I began to respond with insight. Fractures began to be mended, little by little. But I, I, I can't stop until I get to that third one. By knowledge, the rooms are filled. You see, just to have wisdom, to see it with discernment, just to have understanding, to respond with insight, that's only part of the picture. You've only got two-thirds of the pie. Look at the third one. By knowledge, the rooms are filled. Knowledge is what I would call learning with perception. I learn in my head by what I see and by the proper response. I learn that it works. And you know what? Those things that work most often are against my nature. <laughs> they are the things I prefer not to do in the flesh. But they are the things that make a marriage work. By knowledge, I began to see that my rooms were filling with riches. I have a good friend who said to me on one occasion, you know, Chuck, for a long time in my life, my children were like little birds that sat on a log. And when I walked up to them, they just flew away. Until I began to make a real, intelligent, in-depth, discerning study of my children and of my wife, and more importantly, of myself. He said the delightful thing of it, and I'll never forget the illustration, is that when I would walk up to them from time to time, one would stay, the others would fly, and then two would stay as the other three flew away, and then finally three, and now the greatest thing is they all stay. I see this great need in this relationship of husband and wife. I find that when husbands come on the scenes, wives leave emotionally. And the same wives with husbands because of a lack of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Now, having said all of that, I want to um, answer the question that you're probably asking. How can I gain wisdom, understanding, and knowledge? Proverbs 2, 6. There's your answer. You see, I don't have a long list of do's and don'ts that I'm going to apply to your marriage because your marriage is unique. There's not another one like it because you're unique. Even if you're an identical twin, your twin's marriage is not like yours because you're not like the twin, except in appearance. I want you to apply wisdom and knowledge and, uh, and understanding to Proverbs 2.6. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Take the time for a moment, if you have a pen, to write in the margin Psalm 127, 1. That verse ought to rest alongside this verse. Do you want knowledge and wisdom and understanding? Then first of all, you must be in the Lord because Psalm 127 one says, unless the Lord builds the house, the labor is in vain. Unless the Lord 
guards the city, then we keep awake in vain. Listen to that. If the Lord isn't restoring the home, that is, if He isn't the Lord of your life, so that restoration and setting right and learning experiences are not a part of your experience, then, believe me, working longer won't do it. Man is a strange creature. He's the only one I know that runs faster when he loses his way. Lost our way in marriage, then simply we work harder, work longer, try to make more money so we can provide more things, and it crumbles in our hands. Solomon says in 2.6 that the Lord gives wisdom and he gives knowledge and he gives understanding. You cannot enter into these experiences without Jesus Christ in your life. Am I saying that a person who is not a Christian cannot be happy in his home? I'm not saying that. It may surprise some of you to hear me say it. I'm saying he won't be fulfilled as God designed that experience to be. He may find a shallow and surface happiness. He may even be compatible, but he will not find his rooms filled with real riches unless the Lord is first. May I close with three statements of application to every person that is here? First, the time to begin is now. This isn't a project for when the children are gone, nor for when the children come nor for when they are in college, in a way. The time is now, and I want to promise you it will be the most painful, difficult experience of your life, is to restore and remodel your marriage. The second factor I want to leave with you is the method to follow is God's. Don't check out ten books and try to emulate all of those books and put them into your home. God's pattern is simple. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Seeing with discernment, responding with insight, learning with perception. By the way, the word perception carries with it a sympathetic tone, says one of the word study books that I counseled. Sympathetic with the learning. I am listening. I am learning. I am open. Which brings me to the third fact. The person to change is you, not your mate. You know, I have found that an individual can be fulfilled and happy in the most difficult of circumstances if he has wisdom and understanding and knowledge or working toward that end. But let me add, I have found individuals that have a built-in perfect opportunity for a happy home, but they lack wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and they're miserable. It's remarkable. The person to change is you. Charlie Shedd was right. Marriage is not just finding the right person. It's being the right person. May we bow together. You've come in very difficult circumstances to this service, and I want you to know that I appreciate it. More than that, God will reward you for this time. And you have set very patiently through a lengthy message from Genesis and Proverbs and a psalm. And my friend, the effort and energy and time you have invested would be in vain. If you leave this service without Jesus Christ in your life, or if you leave the service still on the throne, 
I think what we really talked about this morning is giving up our selfishness in our homes so that we are willing to admit when we're wrong. We're willing to say, Lord, teach me I'm a part of this problem. Or, Lord, prepare me for this kind of a union. Lord, use my parents as I live under their roof to learn from their lips and their counsel and their example the qualities that I will need. Or, Lord, I need this moment to be so forgiving and encouraging, so much less critical and discouraging. What I need, Lord, is wisdom, understanding, knowledge. If you've never met the Lord Jesus right now where you're sitting, right in this moment, he can come into your life. He stands at the door and he awaits your invitation to come in. By a simple word of invitation, when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart, he will come. Would you do that right now? Hardly a week passes, but that someone doesn't share with us that they came to know Christ at the close of a service. Right in their hearts, they made it right. Unless the Lord builds your house, you're laboring in vain to try to build it. Father, I pray today that as we have considered the first in a series of several messages on this divine institution, that you might give us the discernment, the insight, and the perception that we might be able to see, first of all, you as you really are, and then ourselves as we really are, and then our family as they really are. If you will do that, Father, we will be so very grateful. And especially would we pray that you would bring to faith in Jesus Christ those who this moment have never trusted him, whom to know is eternal life. We pray it through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's consult the architect. That's the title of today's message from Chuck Swindoll. We'll hear a closing comment from Chuck in just a moment. Did you know that Insight for Living provides outline notes for you to follow along with Chuck each day? Yeah, they're called Message Mates, and you'll find them online at insight.org slash broadcast. In the 32 years Insight for Living has been on the air, there's a handful of series in the archive that qualify as classics. And the one we're enjoying right now on marriage certainly falls in that exclusive category. For that reason, we've completely repackaged the 14 sermons, digitally remastered the CDs, and prepared a Bible companion workbook for you. If you're ready to cultivate your marriage relationship, you'll want to add this classic series to your collection. It comes in a sturdy slipcase, easily stored on your bookshelf for years to come. And by the way, it's complemented by a bonus CD containing an unfiltered, fun, and poignant interview with both Chuck and Cynthia Swindoll, never before shared on the broadcast. For the CD series on marriage titled Strike the Original Match, call 1-800-772-8888 if you're listening in the United States, or go online to insight.org. And then there's another one-of-a-kind resource prepared for you, and this one's specifically designed to help you grow deeper in your understanding of the Bible. 
When you give a donation, you're invited to request Insight's Handbook of New Testament Backgrounds. Chuck? Context matters. Now, let me explain what I mean. Have you ever walked into a room when a couple of your friends were in the middle of a complicated conversation and you felt completely out of the loop? I mean, they're going back and forth with lively banter. You're spending the whole time trying to figure out what in the world are they talking about? It's because you have no context. You need someone to hit the pause button and start from the beginning. You need a little background before you can appreciate what they're discussing, let alone make a contribution to their conversation. Well, all that brings me to the subject of God's Word. Many times, people treat the Bible as though it has no context. They open up to a book, go to a chapter and or a verse, and begin to draw conclusions from the text without ever understanding the surrounding context in which it was written. Now, when you do that, you either misinterpret the meaning of Scripture, which is a dangerous mistake, or you miss the beauty of its practical application, which is a tragedy. Nothing brings me any more joy than helping Insight for Living listeners gain context for the Bible. It's always my delight to help you understand and appreciate the backstory and the cultural traditions. All these things add to the beauty and rich wisdom contained in God's Word. Okay, so now you have the context for a brand new resource from Insight for Living. We call it Insight's Handbook of New Testament Background. It will unleash a whole new depth of understanding each time you read your Bible. This is something you'll be pulling off the shelf for many years to come. You're going to love this resource. When you give a donation of any amount, request Insight's Handbook of New Testament Backgrounds. If you're listening in the United States, call 1-800-772-8888. It's your donation that allows us to provide this classic series on your station and over the Internet. We believe that sharing the biblical model for marriage will make an impact on couples all around the world. So thank you for including Insight for Living among the ministries you support. Your contribution makes an impact. If you're listening in the United States, call 1-800-772-8888. And online, go to insight.org. Chuck Swindoll's classic series on marriage continues Wednesday. Strike the original match on Insight for Living. The preceding message, Let's Consult the Architect, was copyrighted in 1975 and the sound recording was copyrighted in 2012 by Charles R. Swindoll, Inc. All rights are reserved worldwide.